Welcome to Bright Ideas, the podcast for advancement professionals who want to make and demonstrate a greater impact. Sponsored by High Bright. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bright Ideas, a podcast series for advancement professionals in higher education. I'm Sandra Rincon, your host throughout the series. Today, we welcome Alexis Roy, who serves as CEO of SciTech Diplo Hub, the leading international think and do tank working on the intersection of science, technology, and foreign affairs. He also serves as Barcelona Chief Science and Tech Envoy, representing Barcelona's science, technology, and innovation ecosystems worldwide. And he's also the Commissioner for International Affairs of the Barcelona Metropolitan Region Strategic Plan. He's professor at various universities and has more than 15 years experience as senior advisor on science diplomacy to governments across Asia, Europe, and Latin America. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, Alexis. Wonderful to have you here and wonderful to have you share your, your experience with us today. Thank you so much, Sandra, for, for having me. It's a pleasure to, to have the opportunity to share this conversation with you and the Bright Ideas audience. Thank you. Well, you know, there is no doubt that higher education plays an important role in helping solve many of the local and global challenges. You know, we know that through research, through education, and now in today's global knowledge economy, you know, to be able to address local and global issues, you know, that it requires this multilateral collaboration, right? And and commitment from many stakeholders to be able to, um, that we start um, co-creating solutions. So engaging alumni, you know, from the perspective of higher education um, is one of those key stakeholders in co-creating these solutions that can be a tremendous resource but not only for higher education, but it also for governments. And, and you definitely are in that intersection. So it's a pleasure to have you, Alexis, and I'm looking forward to exploring you know, your, your experience in leveraging alumni for science diplomacy. So let's, let's get started and um, let's get first you know, cl- clarify what is science diplomacy and you know, what, is, what is its role um, for cities? Sure. Um, science diplomacy or, or innovation diplomacy, knowledge diplomacy, or, or even higher education diplomacy are, are all different ways of referring to the same thing, which is the, the, the use of scientific, technological, and academic collaborations among countries or, or regions and societies to address common issues and, and, and build sound international partnerships. So there might be several names and definitions for the, this concept, yet science diplomacy has become the umbrella term that includes all these several kinds of research-based scientific and academic collaborations among, among nations. And it's about how the soft power of science, its universality, its neutrality, this neutral role and universal role of science uh, can offer uh, a valuable mean to for informal diplomacy and how this can help underpin better relations uh, between countries and, 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 and people. And as you were mentioning, is this this is a, a naturally a collaborative effort between multiple stakeholders, government and non-government, public and private, and, and, and allows for the drawing up of a strategy to position scientific knowledge and new technologies as geopolitical tools 
And traditionally, science diplomacy has been a, a national practice. National governments, there are ministers of foreign affairs, there are, there are ministers of science uh, yeah. from countries from all around the world, have their own science diplomacy strategies, their teams, in order to position their scientific capacities abroad, build new collaborations, boost their innovation economies, attract talent, and so on. The interesting thing here is that together with this geopolitical geopolitical trend on science diplomacy, uh, we have witnessed another one, which is how cities are increasingly becoming international actors themselves. Big cities, um, big metropolitan areas, they are economic, political, and, and, and innovation powerhouses. And, and they are also the states where the main technological, demographic, uh, demographic and, and, and social transformations are taking place. So they want to bring their voices to the main global discussion. Cities also have their own sort of diplomacy and, and are reshaping the, the, the multilateral system in the way that we understand it. And I say this because we are witnessing every day, and, and I think here's where we clearly see how cities play a role in the international arena. We are witnessing every day how cities gain power and influence on the geopolitical stage when national governments withdraw from their global responsibilities. I think this is very timely, but uh, and 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 we 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 saw this um, when President Trump pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement, and then over fifty major cities from the U.S. pledged to stay committed right. to the Climate Accord, right. uh, vowing to do their part in in cutting greenhouse emissions. Or also in a similar way, when the U.K. voted to leave the EU, which is the not only the world's largest trading bloc, but also a global leader in scientific excellence. Uh, at the same time, London citizens voted to remain and thousands protested in several massive demonstrations demanding a, a, a second voting. So there are similar examples of, of this city leadership in global affairs in other pressing issues beyond climate or sovereignty, such as migration, the use and regulation of some new technologies like AI, among others. So the tipping point here is if city diplomacy is an actual thing and science diplomacy is becoming more and more relevant, it was just about time that the city decided to implement its very own science diplomacy. And that's what happened in 2018 when Barcelona became the world's first city with a science diplomacy strategy. Well, it's fascinating what you are what you were mentioning, Alexis, in terms of how um, at the level of pretty much local level, right? The cities mm -hmm. and, and, and the citizens immediately react to national and, and, and global issues and actually participating through their cities. Um, so this is this is fascinating and, and great. And so in, in, in that direction, tell us more about the case of Barcelona and the uh, SciTech Diplo Hub. Yeah, so in, in 2018, as I was, I was saying, when, when, when Barcelona decided, okay, let, let's put these two concepts together. We are, we are a strong scientific, technological, higher education ecosystem, and we are a city with a commitment to have a voice in the main global discussions. Um, this is how SIDEC Diplo Hub, and that was a time where SIDEC Diplo Hub, the Barcelona Science and Technology Diplomacy Hub, was created as a nonprofit public-private partnership, which is in charge of implementing the city's science diplomacy strategy. So the organization is backed by all the universities of Barcelona, all the research centers, public institutions at the local and regional level, the private sector, philanthropic organizations, with the aim to make Barcelona a more influential player on the global stage by representing its knowledge and innovation ecosystem abroad. So this is a very unique model of a bottom-up, multi-stakeholder collaboration right. between the public and the private, between the universities and the businesses, the civil society, the government, with a very clear goal. And I think this is pretty, 
a pretty outstanding example of what uh, sometimes we call triple, quadruple, or quintuple right. innovation helix, you know? Yeah. And, 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 this, and sometimes you feel like this is just theory, and this we have a clear example with an organization, with a governance, an organization that, that, that develop actual tangible projects. So in my position as Barcelona's chief science and tech envoy, my work is coordinating the international strategy of the city's knowledge ecosystem by representing our institutions, our universities, research centers, and so on, in international fora, in front of UN bodies, in front of foreign governments, fostering new collaborations with other cities, and, 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 and making sure that the science and technology made in Barcelona is a public good at the service of the international community. Well, that's fascinating. I mean, I, I a while ago, I started reading about this multi-helix um, and, and how, especially from the perspective of higher education, how we could mm. you know, connect with the public and private sector and this was at a time when I was trying to set up, you know, uh, um, alumni chapters in different parts mm -hmm. of, of the world and see, you know, how we could mobilize um, our alumni in terms of support for, you know, to 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 start creating these uh, multi-helix collaborative uh, networks. Um, I didn't get that far, but you did. <laughs> Well, so I, I tried my best. That's great. And it's, yeah, it's so, a collective effort. So. I know, I know, but but I mean, um, you know, this is this is kind of you know to bring it here in terms of mm -hmm. you know how did you manage to get uh, alumni engaged in this whole science diplomacy endeavor? Yeah, this is a, this is a very relevant question because we're talking about knowledge ecosystems, and usually when we talk about ecosystems, which is like it's a kind of a buzzword that we're never sure what what, what does it mean. Uh, we might tend to think about institutions, you know, like the universities, the research centers, the innovative companies. But uh, we think that people should be at the center of it. And, and, and since right. the early days of SciTech Little Hub, we had a very clear vision that if we were meant to work to position Barcelona science and tech ecosystem internationally, we had to rely on our international talents in order to do so. So, and this is how Barcelona alumni was born. Obviously, the audience of the, this podcast is, is completely familiar of, of the alumni concept or alumni network when we talk about universities or particular organizations or even companies. But here we're not talking about a specific university alumni network, but a citywide alumni network. What do, what do I mean by this? Barcelona alumni is the global network of all the professionals from any origin, either originally from Barcelona or from any other place in the world, that at some point they studied at any of the universities in the city, they did research at any of the research centers in the city or they worked in our innovation ecosystem and now they are based abroad, they live elsewhere. So they are the city's knowledge diaspora, they are the city's science and innovation diaspora. So the network uh, currently has about 2000 members in over 30 countries. And as you can imagine, they are, they are the brightest men and women that were educated in our ecosystem. And now they sit in positions of responsibility and influence in international universities, multinational companies, foreign governments. So uh, they are a central core part of our science diplomacy strategy because they help us to open doors, identify opportunities. They help us keep pace with global trends and discussions that as a city, as an ecosystem, we were maybe having and, and, and they are our best ambassadors abroad because whether they were born here or not, they all spend a, a substantial, significant time of their life here. Uh, and, and, and they want to keep connected to the, with the city and give back to the ecosystem that saw them grow. And this is a really beautiful example of, of science diplomacy uh, in, a way on, in a way of 
how we can leverage personal, professional, and, and academic connections as, as a tool for public diplomacy. Uh, you know, I keep, every time I talk to you, I keep saying to you, you know, I'm always fascinated by this project because, I mean, in, 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 in the work that, that you and your team uh, is doing, because um, what, what I find very fascinating is in terms of the whole concept of alumni relations um, coming from higher education and, you know, the, the students studied and their alma mater and there is a connection with other other uh, peers, right? Mm -hmm. um, they build their own net network, but their own friendships and the experience of having lived on campus or studying, you know, studied uh, on, on, on campus, the contact that they had with the, with the teachers, mm -hmm. with the professors, uh, the experience as maybe volunteers or traveling with other friends and whatnot. How do you translate that, you know, to engaging alumni you know, who've had a diverse experience in the sense of they attended different universities, they don't necessarily have met the other uh, peers mm -hmm. who are part of this network. Um, they don't necessarily have had, you know, the uh, specific mm -hmm. uh, University X uh, experience. Which experience do you tap on? Or, you know, where is what is the emotional connection there or the identity that you project in order to unify them all for one cause? I think there are two main keys to this identity, to this, this, this link that, that, that keep them connected to, to, to the project or to the alumni network or, or that is the, the clue among them all, which is on the one side, they all work in one way or another in science, technology, and innovation in, in the broader sense of it, because I mean, you, I'm not thinking just about life sciences and people in a white coat when I say science. And, 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 and so this is one, one of the characteristics. And, and the other one is the city, Barcelona. Uh, like, Cities like Barcelona and many others in, in, in many other countries that 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 managed to make the city become the campus. So because you know it's not one of those like right. universities that you need to you know like to go outside of the city. Like inside of the city, you have nine different universities in a, in a walking distance and research centers which are like top notch uh, research infrastructures. And one thing that I think that this this is relevant in this connection with the city is that. Cities are very open uh, in terms of like accepting all sorts of uh, national or origins and identities and so on. So it's really easy to, to, to feel part of the city, even if you are not like born there. I mean, this at the national level is much more challenging. I, I, you know that I, I spent over a decade living in, in, in China, in Shanghai. I feel, I felt, and I, and I feel still, deeply Shanghainese, but I, I never felt Chinese just because I'm not Chinese. I was never born there. I, I mean, I'm not a native speaker. Right. So, and I think that cities should exploit more this, this, this connection that citizens can, 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 can create with, with, with the city because it's a place where you, 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 you spend time, you met people and you have the memories. Um, so I think this is a, a, a really relevant uh, part of the, of the success of, of the project so far. And, and another maybe quick question here is in terms of, you have the support of, the universities in in right. Barcelona, um, to the to the university, what's the benefit uh, of sharing, say, their alumni with the city as as a city alumni as well? 
Well, there, there is, that's a very good question. And actually there is a kind of an internal joke we have here in the office yeah. that where we say that we do as much uh, internal science diplomacy in the city than we do abroad because we need to convene the interests and priorities <laughs> of so such a diverse uh, array of uh, stakeholders that sometimes right. uh, there is a lot of need for, for, for diplomacy. But, um, well, I think it's obvious that when going abroad, when trying to represent, sell, I don't know, use the word that, that, that you think fits better, um, our ecosystem abroad, our higher education ecosystem, for instance, uh, we're stronger together. And, and, and it's obvious that when we're talking about alumni relations, uh, maybe in a, in a given city or in a given region abroad, uh, just one single university might just have like small amount of alumni. And if by going together, we might be capable to, 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 to organize an event because we, we have a critical, a critical mass of, 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 of alumni in that region, or we can like uh, maximize the, or optimize the, 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 the resources when we organize an event or a gathering or, or whatever. And so there was some sort of like um, um, storytelling and narrative creation that we need to, to work with university and research centers to, to make them uh, understand, and they were really open to this, that uh, at the end of the day, of the day alumni, institutions don't own the alumni. I mean, each, each alumni is alumni of many, of, of many other uh, institutions. They did the bachelor's right. here, the master's there. And so at the end, they are independent professionals. And, right. and, and, and by them being part of the citywide alumni, uh, that's not under, undermining the fact that they are also uh, alumni of specific universities. And, and, and since we started working with this framework, with this narrative, by seeing things from this perspective, uh, just beautiful things happened. And, and, and we managed to attract a lot of uh, profiles that universities never identified because they, they left many years ago and they were like in different countries. So again, it's all about uh, aligning visions and then collaboration happens much easier, much easier. Right, right. And I mean, um, for higher education, I mean, I, you know, I worked for a university that when we were starting to recruit students from abroad, from outside of Europe, nobody knew where that university was, or, you know, um, it was one of the top notches universities in, in, in uh, the Netherlands, but, you know, but people didn't actually know, mm -hmm. they knew about the research. So, so we started promoting the city and, you know, all the parts that made it, um, Beautiful, actually, for for alum for students to be able to attend and and be there, uh, and what were the benefits of that city? And so, if, if I think that that is an important collaboration in terms of higher education and the city, in in giving the the students and you know the future alumni an important you know a, a meaningful experience in in. And that collaboration, I think, that needs to be um, nurtured much more, and and, um, oh, and 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 obviously, you know, the uh, SciTech Diplo Hub. Um, it's an it's an important example of mm -hmm. how far you can take, you know, that relationship. Um, so wonderful. I, I was just wondering, in terms of the um, uh, talent retention of of mm -hmm. internationals, if you will. Is 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 the Barcelona alumni a tool um, mm -hmm. in terms of that, or or you know, or people primarily stay wherever they are and they just want to contribute and be able to have a network? I, I like that you ask this question because I get this question so often. 
It's like, okay, I get it. I mean, now I understood what Barcelona alumni is. So it's a talent retention project, right? And here I need to say, yes, but, you know, like the project uh -huh. does is about talent retention, but talent retention as we think it should be understood nowadays in 2023. It's not necessarily about retaining people in a physical way in our borders, but it's about keeping this global talent, wherever they are, connected among them and connected with Barcelona. It's about fostering new research and business opportunities. It's about empower empowering this vibrant community. So some of them, some of these like Barcelona alumni members, some of this talent that were located here and now they're abroad, some of them might never come back to physically work in Barcelona and, and some others will. But however, most of them are more than happy to be involved in some of the thrilling projects taking place in Barcelona, benefit from some cooperation opportunities, networking, contribute somehow to the local ecosystem without necessarily leaving their current jobs and their current cities and their current countries. And I think this is the sort of talent retention we should be after. And, 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 and we hear a lot about, you know, the, the brain drain and, 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 and all the money we spend in this talent and then, no, they leave us. And well, I mean, I think that we should be talking about brain circulation rather than brain drain right. because some people go, others come, people work for a company in one country while we're living in another. Uh, I mean, the flows of communications, uh, opportunities and people are, are, are global now and, and, and new technologies allow this to us. That was super obvious during the pandemic. Right. And, uh, so this I think is... that this is the correct framing. If we want, I mean, this framing about seed as, 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 as talent retention is not necessarily physical and that we should be talking more about brain circulation rather than the brain drain. This is the correct, the correct framing if you want to make sure that, that, that we are nurturing our society with enough and the right amount uh, of talent uh, of professionals. Right, right. I mean, I think that there will always um, be a discussion in terms of, you know, uh, an attention between the the, the totally. brain circulation. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Um, but I think that from the perspective of probably the global south, there is always the, the feeling of, yeah, there is, uh, is, is this really... Um, you know, uh, brain circulation, but, but I think that, you know, what you mentioned that the pandemic has given and has opened and other opportunities that people hadn't, um, thought of. And is that it, there is contribution can happen in many forms and in many ways. Um, and that, mm. um, you can, you, you can still, contribute even if you're far away and you still retain and stay there and still get you know um the knowledge that you need um in order to be able to apply it mm -hmm. locally as well then i think that that's you know that, that that's where it's also important and needed so um um we usually you know as we're coming close to our our mm -hmm. end of our, our episode um I was, we always ask our um, guests for three bright ideas. And I mean, you've given us a lot of much food for thought, mm -hmm. um, Alexis, uh, in terms of this new, you know, concept of the multi-helix in, in, in true action, you know, where um, higher education institutions are supporting, you know, um, such an endeavor as the Barcelona alumni. Mm -hmm. So um, I was just wondering if you could share with us some more of your bright ideas 
you know, give us three. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not so confident that they're going to be so bright, but at least uh, if I have to say three, I don't know, like uh, take home messages maybe that we discuss during, during um, this conversation. Well, I would first say that, uh, and you already highlighted this, that collaboration is fundamental. These new models of cooperation based on diverse stakeholders through public-private partnerships and other emerging forms of mixed governance are the way to go. We cannot expect universities to be the only ones creating knowledge or businesses being the only ones transforming knowledge into innovation and, and, and prosperity or governments alone designing on many of these things. So I, I think this, is, this, this would be one of the ideas. Then I have to highlight that, and, and because I really think that this part of my work also to reinforce this idea, that science, technology, and innovation should be an essential pillar of global governance. We cannot tackle most of the greatest challenges we're facing, the ones that we discuss every day, climate, global health, without scientific knowledge, without technological progress. So this is not a thing apart where we discuss these, these, these global challenges and how we govern them or tackle them. So um, I think that this is why science diplomacy is more important than ever. And, and this is an idea, this is a field, a field of work, science diplomacy, but it's here to stay. And as a final thought, uh, more focus on, on, on talent and alumni relations, I would say that um, we all want to retain talent. We want to keep in touch with our diasporas, our alumni, um, but, but we need to keep in mind that we need to meet their needs because the conversation we were having today was from the ecosystem perspective or sometimes we think from right. the university perspective. But I mean, they are people, they are professionals. We need to be able to answer why they would join a network, why they might be interested to contribute back to their country or former university or organization, because this is the only way that, that, that we can build the services, the projects, the initiatives that will allow us to keep connected to them and, and create value together. So that would be my three, maybe not so much bright ideas. <laughs> yeah, they are bright ideas. No, it's, uh, especially closing it with, you know, what's, what's, you know, what's the need that we're meeting or that, you know, this project mm. is meeting for alumni. Why would they want to join and share, right? Uh, and you mm. mentioned it various times. I mean, they're mm. interested in terms of, being able to participate in a science and innovation mm -hmm. uh, networks. They, they definitely want to keep in touch also with what's happening in Barcelona. They want to uh, just you know, be part of, of a network where they feel that they would also be learning, um, mm -hmm. I would imagine, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, in, in, a, in a global network, because even though it's coming from Barcelona, it definitely you know, is representing uh 30 countries i think that you mm -hmm. mentioned yeah. right so so definitely it's not it can be localized and global at the same time so no this is magnificent so you, you know you closed it perfectly alexis <laughs> thank you <for> that. <laughs> thank you thank you so much i mean like i said thank you're you. giving us a lot of a lot of um food for thought and uh definitely an inspiration um thank you so much and i think that i I totally believe in 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 that um, endeavor of collaboration and collaboration and collaboration. And uh, Barcelona alumni is definitely a, a a great example of that. So congratulations! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Sandra. Thank you, thank you everyone for listening and, and joining today. Um, stay tuned for our next conversation and uh, stay healthy. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>